today's episode. I'm so excited. I've got a really great guest on today. She is a self-care expert, a personal trainer, yoga expert, all things holistic, and the creative mind behind whole health. Welcome, Helen. Hi, thank you. And I forgot to mention a very good friend of mine. Yeah. We met many years ago when we were training at the same gym, and (laughs) you were at a very different place to where you are now <laughs> I was doing car sales yeah you're doing yeah. car sales so let's talk about Helen doing car sales and how she got to where she is today well from car sales there's a big history before that but let's just start there I worked down the road from our gym mm-hmm. our place of training and it was such a toxic environment I remember and I was getting bigger and bigger because all you do in car sales when there's nothing to sell is eat so I remember my drawer was always full of snacks and we'd always get big lunches and big morning teas and I was like you know what we're going to a boot camp and then I was looking for a boot camp and then I found our gym and so I took a whole bunch of the car salesmen with me and then yeah the owners were like Helen you should become a personal trainer and I was like you know what I'd be really good at that and then so was it because it interested you or you just thought oh that's a that's something I could try or what what was the tipping point that made you think okay I'm going to do this because that's a big that's a big <laughs> shift you know people yeah. don't just dive into that I'm curious what, what I love health and I love helping people and I felt that I was only doing car sales for under a year and it was just like this transitional thing from a previous career but I wasn't helping people with selling aftermarket car products and I just felt unfulfilled and then every time I went to the gym I would always motivate those around me you know and uh, I think that's what the owners saw they're like you're motivating like our people you'd be a great trainer and I was an MC and I love hosting and doing group things and you know being in charge helping people live a healthy life being on stage you know that's just my jam so that's quite it's good that you knew quite like at that point I guess what your strengths were and what your and what your passion points were I guess that helped you fulfill that purpose you know really help you steer that direction of where you wanted to go yeah Um, and I stopped liking myself in the car dealership yeah well that was sort of what I was going to ask were there telltale signs or red flags that that people listening might um, might notice in their own life that you could say yeah. from experience, it's probably something to look out for if you might be in that position where yep. in your area of fulfillment, whether that be a career, something you're studying, a hobby, whatever the case may be, are there things that people can look yes. out for to, you know? If you feel like every day is Groundhog Day, mm-hmm. you know, if you're going to your place of work and you... Reset, you're, reset. Yeah. And you yeah. just feel like you're doing the same thing and you're not happy about it. You know, if you're not jumping out of bed wanting to go to work, there's a problem. Mm. If you are fueling your body with toxic things, there's a problem. If you're not living in your optimum physical health, there's a problem. And yeah. you really need to like you need to tap into what is the issue here and then you've got to come up with your solution. Yeah. So one of the points you just said that if you're not happy in a job or if you're not getting out of bed excited to go to work, I think that for a lot of people, they, 
you know, they have their nine to five. It pays the bills. It's very hard to, I guess, always do what you're passionate about. Some, for some people, yeah. that's not realistic. So Because they have bills to pay, mortgages, exactly, they might kids. be single parents. They might have, yeah, exactly, like overhead. So for those sort of people who, you know, their work might not make them jump out of bed for joy, but it might not exactly be the thing they want to do. How, how do you give them some sort of Helen health expert expertise i would start small so if you are a mum, a single mum, and you have to work two or three jobs i my advice would be to start small and to start a self-care routine at home and to start fueling your body up at home so that you can give back to yourself that way if you're a risk taker uh, high yeah. achiever <laughs> and you know you're willing to really put yourself out there then you can just take the plunge and make a big change and a sacrifice I went from earning a lot of money to my first year as a personal trainer earning twenty thousand dollars so I took a big leap of faith I was also not young I was 33 when I went back to school to study PT and that was you know an extra year of study and then I had to navigate my way through the first year of PT I used to be called hit this and hit this Helen yeah because I used to love hit training H-I-double-T we don't hit Helen yeah no no don't hit me and then I started bringing back um, I used to be a beauty therapist so I started bringing back massage because I found people had sore bodies and then I went and did some extra courses to learn uh, different things with physios and chiros like your partner we've studied with the same teacher on how to really help people and then I got my yoga teaching certificate and then that's when I was like you know what this is what I do the best I yeah. do a holistic self-care program the best and that's how I like to help people I digressed off the question but <laughs> <laughs> if you feel like you're stuck You've got to make a move and you've got to really change your state as best as you can to your ability, depending on your situation, you know. Um, But if you feel like you're very stuck and you've got lots of responsibilities like little humans, start small. Start with a self-care routine, which I have available. I've actually got one here for you. We'll, um, we'll actually make that available, so we'll link that down. It's 22 self-care ideas, so I'll pop a link um, of that in the bio for everyone to access. Thank you, Helen. You're so welcome. Um, before we go through this, though, I just wanted to ask you, so this fits in really nicely with our whole concept, so the balance theory being everyone's balance is different and unique to what mm. they're going through in life, and there's no single blueprint that I guess will tick the box for a, a certain group of people, so... If you're someone who I guess is feeling a little bit stuck and when we're looking at that area of fulfillment, whether it be your studies, your career, whatever it is you're doing in your life, you need to really assess what time you have to dedicate to make those changes. Yeah. So I guess that would be the first step. You know, like assess, <laughs> time management. Assess yes. what can you actually do with your situation. Some people can take, like yourself, can take that leap of faith and that's awesome and it takes a lot of guts to do that then I guess you don't regret that for a second no but um (laughs) and the second thing I wanted to I guess touch on there is anyone looking at your business now I mean it's flourishing people are just drawn to you 
they would look at you and just think, wow, she's so successful by the, <laughs> by the standard day definition of success. And I certainly think you are also, but it do, definitely never starts that way. And people forget, you know, where you have to start and, and the hurdles you have to jump through to get there. So guys, if you are in a position where you feel like now's the time to make a change or you want to make even a small change, doesn't matter what degree it is, you have to remember that these things don't happen overnight. They take a lot of perseverance. I mean, you can speak to it nights. as well. Sleepless nights, um, endless harassing people for questions and haters, you know, non-believers. The haters get them out. <laughs> if you don't have haters, you're not doing something right. Yeah. But truthfully, like it's it's really easy to look at someone who's quote made it and think, well, it was easy that, for them. Yeah, like they <laughs> just woke up and did it. Like yeah. it, you really don't see all the efforts that are going behind. So I'm really glad for you. You took that leap of faith because. When I met you personally, you were this bubble. <laughs> and I think you had actually just started studying. You were still doing the car sales. Yep. But you were, and I just thought, why the hell is she even working in sales? Like working with people and motivating them is what you do best. And then I got you were my trainer for, for a couple of good years. And then, yeah. you know, I did my PT course too. You inspired me to do it as well. I just thought, wow, so this good. is so good. You can work with people. and My PT actually inspired me as well. <laughs> Uh, I remember when I first hired him, I was a cleaner back then, and I was what like... What have you done? <laughs> <laughs> I had a big story. Bring me back. We're in we'll, the we'll last talk. five, six years as well. We can do a career episode another day. <laughs> but when I hired my PT, I was like, look at this guy's job, you know? All he gets to do is, like, make people move. And then that was, like four years before I became a PT. Wow. Yeah, and as you were saying before, it's not easy. I was working full-time, studying part-time, and I had a night job as an MC DJ, you know, trying to make ends meet because I couldn't give up my job because I needed my income because I had bills to pay. And then I couldn't just jump into full-time study because... Where's the money going to come from? Yeah. Yeah. And I think, um, like, in my own experience, it's something I've seen quite a lot. Like, I was the same. I was studying law full-time. I had a full-time job. And I was doing my PT course and trying to do... You inspire me so much, Erica. No, no. Like, we've all done it. She's humble. No, it's just (laughs) that I think... I think people think they can't do it. And the thing is, like, it's hard, but you can. All you, you have can. to do, you've just got to want it. And you can juggle and, and, you know, throw in as many things into the mix as you want. So Can I add something? Out of the way. I, very early on in my career, I think I was in my early 20s, met someone who mentored me and he made me create a time management plan. Mm-hmm. That's where I opened up my laptop Excel spreadsheet and then I did uh, from 6 a.m. all the way until 9 p.m. or 9.30 p.m. when I went to bed and then I boxed out every single thing I did in my time and then that was necessary and then I figured out what spare time I have. Mm -hmm. If you don't know how much time you've got, I really recommend that you spend a few hours doing that so that you can actually slot in the things that you're wanting to do or that you're missing. I even slotted in time for my boyfriend back then. 
you know and he started laughing (laughs) my mentor he's like oh does he fit into your plan and I'm like yep on that day at that time but I did that honestly for at least half a year and were you someone who was I had really poor time management. Bad. I was just like, I don't have time for this. I can't do this. I just, woe is me. Yeah. And then I met that person that was like, create a plan. Yeah. No, that's actually brilliant. And the the very, in our very first episode, we literally started with, are you someone who feels like they don't have enough time? And I think that is such a common quelm we all share. Like, I don't have time for that. I don't have enough time. And, Doing something like a time management plan, like if it, even if it's not physically on a paper where you jot down every hour, even if it's just mentally in your mind, I think you actually realize you have so much more spare time than what so you much. do. And if you're someone who's guilty of, you know, maybe you watch a little bit too much Netflix or you just dawdle on social media, which, you know, are all necessary chill out break zones. But <laughs> if you have something you want to do, like read a book or if you want to start a course or whatever the case may be, when you actually compartmentalize your days, you just realize you actually have yeah. time. And this is when the whole, you know, you assessing your own balance comes into play. You have to work out what actually works for you. What time do you actually have to spare? Some people won't have that much. And some people will realize, oh my God, like I've got way more than what I thought. Like, what am I doing with all yeah. that time? Are you, you know, online shopping or okay. <laughs> just whatever it is? On Are social? you maybe wasting too much time doing something? Can you negotiate, you know, can you take half an hour off yeah. TV and yeah. put that half an hour into doing an online course for half exactly. an hour? Exactly. Don't ruminate if there's something you want to be doing. So I think that sums up the category of fulfillment nicely in your experience and wisdom. And um, nothing else feels nicer than feeling fulfilled. So it's something that you should really aim for because you just live every day in such a grateful, lucky, blessed state. And who doesn't want that? No, definitely. And I mean, I guess you could relate if, you know, when you've done volunteer work Mm -hmm. or something like that, that feeling you get after, Mm -hmm. you've just done something for the lady down the road, your neighbor, your mom, your niece, your nephew, and that feeling you get, and it's just totally euphoric sense of peace and you know, to be able to feel that day in, day out would be awesome. So mm. I'm really glad for you that you found that, what it works for you. And I hope for everyone listening that, you know, whether whether you can get to a point where it's a career that you dive into that gives you yeah. that, or if it's a hobby or just something you can make part of your, your routine, make part of your balance. And I think that will help you feel that satisfaction, that fulfillment. Yeah. And if you totally. do run into hurdles, I um, lost all of my money twice in my life. So you can always bounce back up. You know, it's never, it can get very bad, but once it's very bad and rock bottom, mm. the only way out is up. So, And I think this is actually a really nice segue. So money, it comes and goes. You lose it, you're going to earn it. it. It definitely comes and goes. But the one thing that stays and that you can constantly build on is your resilience, your yeah. self-care. And that is your absolute area of expertise. So we've got both physical and mental. Yeah. So let's start with the physical, physical self-care. What does that mean to oh, you? This. So I define self-care as a conscious act or like a deliberate act that is for the purpose of improving your physical, mental or emotional health. Okay, so... With physical, you know, it's anything that you do for the purpose of creating optimum health. So whether that is something like exercise. Mm -hmm. Big one. Yeah. 
just even if you have five minutes a day, you know, five minutes is plenty for a little HIIT workout. If you've got an hour, plenty of time for a walk or a jog. As long as it's movement. Something. Some form of move movement. anything. And Dance. going to the fridge does not count. <laughs> <laughs> and drinking beer for bicep your bicep curls. curls. Um, so with physical self-care, there is the that aspect of detoxifying and purifying your body so that you can release you know your dopamine and oxytocin and make yourself feel happier so really good for people that have low moods anxiety depression or mental health issues but there's also the nourishment side of self-care which is things like giving back to yourself massages um if you can't get to any massage places now because of quarantine we can do self massages we can use uh, foam rollers we can use trigger balls yes, but we've got a, anything um you're lucky because your partner's a Cairo. i uh, don't milk it as much as i should and <laughs> you'll be really listening should. now like probably rolling his eyes but i actually don't and i'm gonna come and see you <laughs> um but making sure that all the lumps and bumps that we get you know all the blockages in our chi in our energy force in our lifeline inside our body is running smoothly we want our lymphatic system and our blood to be running at an optimum level so physical self-care really helps with that so just before you go on to the next point, just so we get a proper visual here. So if we got like a little knot or, you know, that niggling pain, you don't mm-hmm. deal with it. What physically does that do to the flow of your day-to-day internals? Like, let's get a visual here. So it can do, it can manifest in many different ways. If you have a blockage, adhesion, not scar tissue, I like to call them aliens. <laughs> um, but if you have that, you know, when you massage your neck and you feel that lump in your trap? Yep. Or, you know, sometimes you have wherever, those little lumps and bumps. I call them aliens. When that is inside your body, there is a blockage. And so that is blocking the way of a natural fluid flow for your blood and your lymphatic system. And we need these two to run at optimum level so that we can have optimum health. If you discourage that blood flow or your lymphatic system doesn't pump as well as it should eventually over long term something will manifest in the form of aches pains or dis-ease in the body because they're all just signals to you from your body that something's not just right just listen yeah, yeah. and there's so, so many don't ignore the body symbols not at all every ache and pain is in your body as communication and sometimes what people do is they forget that when i'm massaging people at home did we say i'm a massage therapist well, if we didn't, okay. then when I'm, you know, now. I don't do it for fun. When I'm <laughs> massaging people at home, uh, sometimes I will touch a spot where they'll be like, "I didn't even realize that was sore." Yes, so, I can actually say I've had that experience with you before. That's what happens yeah. when people are pushing down the communication of what the physical self is trying to say to you. So if you haven't had a massage lately, I highly recommend you have one. <laughs> Make sure everything runs smoothly. If there is pain anywhere or restrictions in joint movement, there is an issue with your physical self. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, even like massage, same as foam rolling, just that feeling you get, I, I can visualize it when you get up, you feel like the blood just runs through your body. It's crazy. And that flush is sending so many fresh, new, oxygenated blood cells Mm. to that area to heal it. It's amazing. Awesome. So physical care in that regard. And mental. So you're going on. Yep. So now we're going to mental. Mental self-care. Big, big topic. Yeah. We don't really have... 
<laughs> all day to cover it, but from a surface level point of view. It's really critical now because people have been at home with COVID-19. And so some people are going crazy at home and with their thoughts too much. I have had clients say they've had to, you know, go and see their therapist. Their anxiety is getting high. Their depression is getting high. Their mood is low. And I am just... I'm so proud of my meditation practice. It is the simplest thing that you can do straight away for your mental self-care. Meditating at home doesn't cost anything. Totally free. It's You can do it for as long as you like, five minutes to... I've even done one and a half hours when I had that much spare time. Optimum time is twice a day for 20 minutes, but anything for three to five minutes a day plus is good. The reason... We want to care for our mental state is because if we're not showing up in our daily life at a hundred, you can't take care of others because you're not taking care of yourself. So you've got to think of your cup, do you know, your vitality cup. How full is it? How much time are you taking to take care of yourself? Is it at half? Does that mean if you're a mom, you're only going to show up at 50% for your child? Does that mean that you're going to only show up uh, 50% level of patience with your child? Does that mean you're only going to give your husband or your partner or your loved one 50% of you because you, you can't give them everything because you're not full? Yeah. Do you know? So you have to make sure that your cup is constantly full and not think of it as a selfish act. And that's where people go wrong. Especially um, what I <laughs> like to say, the mum guilt is real. Some people feel guilty to take time away for themselves to refuel because they think that they're putting themselves first is a bad thing. Yeah, no, I actually love that point because self-care is something that I think a lot of people, it's not a natural instinct yeah. for that exact reason, especially if you have dependence or other responsibilities and you feel as though that is taking priority with respect to those other things. But it's so true. It's like a car. If you don't put petrol in it, it's not going to go very far. It, it's yeah. exactly the same with yourself. And you physically cannot be that awesome friend, the great colleague, the great PT that motivates everyone if you yourself are not at that 100% mark. If yeah. you're not investing that time in yourself, you can't invest it into others. It's really that simple. I have clients and they're like, Helen, but how do you take care of yourself? And I'm like, oh, don't you worry. <laughs> I put myself first now all the time. And that, guys, only comes because I used to always put myself second, third, fourth, fifth, or sixth. So once you do that for so long, there comes a point in your life where you're feeling, here are some symptoms, exhausted, mentally drained, underappreciated demotivated if you're feeling any of those things you've got to actually look at the balance in your life because it might be out of whack and that's usually out of whack because your self-care routine is either not functioning or it's non-existent or you've ignored it or put it to the side so what we'll link to today is my 22 self-care ideas that you can use Take it, print it out. I've also got a list behind it on my uh, website where you can actually write your own self-care list. There's 10 lines there where you can put your own things that will fill you up. I have so many on there that will help your physical, mental and emotional self-care. 
um, so that you can actually start implementing it today, especially if you feel stuck, especially if you feel like my head's not at a hundred percent, you know, if you're not at your optimum level, something is telling you that you just need to do oh. something. Yeah. I think, um, I just wanted to add and, and let me know if you agree or not. I think another big tell sign, and I've, I've seen it in my own personal life and I've seen a lot of people around me when you're constantly looking for validation from other people, I think that's another big sign as well, because you are waiting for something external, something beyond you to tell you that you're okay, that you're doing great, that you're on the right track. But really you are your best, you know yourself the best. Yeah. You know? So it's just, just taking the time to invest in yourself, to, to really wind down, connect with yourself, your body, yeah. your mind, listening to your aches and pains, exercising, getting those endorphins flowing. You shouldn't be relying on other people. And I'm not saying other people's opinions are totally irrelevant. I'm saying is that initial point of contact for to check in with yourself, it should be yourself. Yeah. Right. Health is the best investment you'll ever make. It's just sort of like, you know, when people are wanting a relationship Mm. and they're wanting that validation from someone else to make them happy or they're expecting it from their partner. Yeah. If you can't make yourself happy, it's pretty impossible to make someone else happy. You have to fill yourself up. And the good thing is everything that you do for self-care feels amazing. So we'll read some of these out because they're, they're things you probably don't even think count as self-care. And it's just, so, I'll read you some of my favorites. So simple. Here, call your best friend. How good's that one? Yeah, you're so just doing one. something for yourself and you're actually giving to someone else at the same time. So that's like a life blend. This is emotional there. and mental self-care. So especially if you're needing healing um, or if you have any sort of mental health issues, calling the bestie, that's a good one. If you don't have a bestie, there's another one. Anyone leader. around you. Visit your neighbor. Um, we've got visit your neighbor. Not everyone knows their neighbors these days. So it could be point of contact for anyone that's important in your life. Yeah. Uh, take a bath. That is, especially now that it's getting absolutely freezing, yeah. this is my number one. And it's got a, with your favorite essential oil. Love that one. Going for a walk. I'm sure we can all relate. We've all been going on crazy amounts of walks. Yeah. Every, most people have increased their fitness levels. But with the bath, if you don't have one, you can actually um, grab your favorite essential oil and drop three drops on the corner of your shower and then you can infuse it that way. So, oh, good tip. Yeah, Love you it. know, if a house doesn't have a bath, I, I wouldn't buy it. Oh, I'm, yeah. It's my, it's actually a deal breaker for me. I was having this conversation <laughs> with someone. I actually think that would be one for me as well. Yeah, they were like, you wouldn't buy a house if you liked everything about it if it didn't have a bath. And I was like, no. Surely if you could put a bath in there, that'd be okay. Yeah, that would be okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I'm actually with you there. I, I need that time. So that is one of my biggest self care um, items that I do nearly every single day because my job is so physical. Yeah. Um, I choose which essential oil I need and I just soak or it might just be salts that I need if my body's really yeah, sore that I day. I only do um, an Epsom salt. And what I actually used to do, I used to, because now that, well, at the moment right now we're fully working from home, I used to bring my laptop and everything in there with me and I'd work away because I've got one of those cute like... Me too. Then, yeah, you can put your laptop up. Yeah. And then I just thought, no, like this is, whatever it is, 15, 20 minutes for me to just switch off 
And now that's what I just take for myself. If I'm in there, there's no laptop, there's no communication, you can't talk to me, my watch is off, offline, out of office. Hold on, wait, I missed that. <laughs> Did you say you had it in the bar? Like as in on the little Yeah, bench, on that little So you could thing. work or I could oh continue gosh. working, which only defeats the purpose yeah. of self-care. So before you mentioned you've got a really good meditation practice. Yes. And meditation is something for me personally that I've never seen to master. Every time I try... <laughs> There's so many different forms of meditation, right? There's guided, there's silent, there's mantra. There's so many different types. And I just find I've I've never really found the type that works for me personally. But in saying that, when I'm having a bath or when I'm like stretching and like real deep into a stretch, I feel as though I'm just elated. Open eye meditation. And just, yeah. So my question is, can people meditate? through doing practices that just sort of help them switch off, yes. whether it be reading. Because, you know, I think a lot of people get turned off by the idea of I have to meditate, as in sit cross-legged, <laughs> humming and ahhing, and with my eyes closed. Like, and levitate. Um, to the sky. Yeah, levitate. <laughs> but really, that's – well, I've kind of just worked it out on my own, but I'm asking you if you agree. Yeah. Like, as you're, what you're referring to is something we call a meditative state. Okay, so yes. um, that's what it feels like. A meditative state is brilliant. It's a brilliant way in to start learning meditation. To be honest, I get in my best meditative state when I'm washing dishes. I just you would not want your future partner to hear that. <laughs> I'm single. Um, I love that time when I'm washing dishes. It's my meditative state. But yeah, every time I'm doing a yoga class, that is meditation. I always begin with the grounding of meditation. And all we do is sit there and breathe. Meditation is not uh, rocket science. It literally is sitting down and breathing and just making sure that you're aware when you breathe in and when you breathe out. That's all it is. So you don't have to complicate it. I think what people get scared with (laughs) <laughs> is that they have to sit there with their thoughts for such a long time. Yeah, and when you that's right. when you do have those thoughts, all you have to know is that that is normal. You know, us women, we have 60 to 80,000 thoughts a day and men have like 20,000 less than us. So you are bound to get a thought the minute that there's silence. All you have to do is learn to accept a thought as it comes let it go and just go back to concentrating on an inhale exhale breath so if you need to do an activity like stretching to do that so that you can get those thoughts out then just do your meditative state practice once you master that and you can master actually sitting still (laughs) then your life will start to transform even more yeah no i love that and i remember reading you know you your thoughts are like a busy road and you are an onlooker of that road. You're not your thoughts. They come to you. You have no control over them, but you're just an observer of, observer of them. Just like feelings. And, yeah. yeah, and when I when I sort of started thinking of it in that way, every time I did attempt to do meditation, it did become that little bit easier, and I just accepted what was coming into my mind and just sort of let it out, let the next one in, let it out, and then you just bring your mind back to um, breathing, but the only time I've been able to fully switch off was when I, is when I've done ice baths. You get in because there's only <laughs> one thing you can think You're about. So amazing for doing that. <laughs> you know what? I hate the cold, like absolutely hate it. But I've done the ice baths twice. One was like a 
get in for muscle. Uh, it was actually a Wim Hof um, yep. uh, course. So yeah. it was full, you know, about the breathing and all of that, which was great. And then the second time I did it, this, um, this rehab center, they were taking it as a point of view of um, mental health. So what they said was the ice bath is like stress. It's going to hit you in life and you cannot control. If you sit in that bath and you think about how cold it is, your life is only going to get worse for that period of time. <laughs> totally. And they didn't tell you how long you're going to sit in there for. Oh, so gosh, it was literally yeah. like, this is stress. What's your coping mechanism? And seriously, to just breathe and relax and just let go, the cold, you just it just became irrelevant. And yeah. it was such an awesome experience. Like doing it twice, but that second time with that purview yeah it was just like wow this is really powerful like to you're standing in the fire what are you gonna do can you can make it worse for yourself and realistically most of the time that's what we do we very hard to stay calm yeah but but that's a physical i think really good physical representation of stress so if i mean i would highly recommend to just give it a go it's really good visual i did a cryotherapy session which got to minus 120 degrees and then when I got really out, about that. I froze. I literally froze. But when I got out of that, yeah, I did feel like everything was stabbing me. Yeah, and that's just your blood coming back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, but it's an it's interesting um, experience. But look, I think what we'll do, we're definitely going to put up these self care ideas because I absolutely love them. They're just simple and. You know what just... the good thing is, Erica? Once you start doing this, you actually start to. Uh, discover what you love what really fills you up what lights you up what fuels and refills your cup because that's the most important thing and then with the other list you'll start to write down your own but you know sometimes people just don't know where to start and that's where I was like you know what I'm going to make this available for free for everyone so that everyone can start implementing this and getting the balance right. Yeah. In no, their I life. love this and I'm, I'm really grateful that you shared this with everyone today. That's really, really useful. You're so welcome. Yeah, just simple things that you guys can implement in your life. And you might already be doing these, but when you oh, declutter your workspace, that is a bit... I cannot start working until everything's like clean. I'm, I think I'm a bit OCD because that means <laughs> like vacuuming and everything too. <laughs> my place isn't... She was big. giving me crap about the dishes. No, no. <laughs> Hey, I didn't say I meditate when I vacuum, all right? I just like vacuuming before I work. It's your workout. Yeah. But um, no, it's great because a lot of you will already be doing things like this. And actually, given this whole quarantine period that we've all just experienced, I think a lot of people will have naturally, you know, started doing some of these baking, going for walks, doing their garden and, and reconnecting with simple hobbies. Things, that yeah. Even I did a painting session with um, a girlfriend so of mine, good. like... You know, just random things that... And if you haven't, and if you've gone backwards, then don't stress. Just no, that's totally fine. Like that, Be aware. I think that whole period, there was a lot of pressure on people to find your yep. find your side hustle, read yeah. 10 books, do this, do that. It's not about that, guys. It's about reconnecting with yourself. So if yep. yourself needed to just sit low, lay low, chill out, you know, if you just come out of this... What have you, you learned now? Yeah, really. just that. come out you and, and connect with yourself. I think that's the best thing you can do here. But I'm going to make this available for everyone and I'll also pop a link to your website so people can um, see okay. any other resources. And um, you do weekly 
blogs is it weekly we do blogs podcasts yeah so we'll we'll make all that available so you guys can get more of the amazing helen <laughs> um but thank you so much You're for so your welcome. time today and this definitely won't be the last time we have you on no my little baby sister from a <laughs> different everyone sister. has uh enjoyed today's session and yeah thanks for having me no problem at all till next time bye guys <laughs>